Welcome to the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network, the podcast 10 for 10, which brings you the week's top 10 compliance stories curated together in one podcast each week. Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, brings you the compliance professional stories you need to be aware of at the end of your busy week. Sit back and in 10 minutes, hear about the stories every compliance professional should be aware of. Every Saturday, 10 for 10 highlights the most important news, insights, and analysis for the compliance professional, all curated by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. Get your weekly filling of compliance stories with 10 for 10. 10 for 10 is a production of the award-winning Compliance Podcast Network. Welcome to the top compliance stories for the week ending October 14, 2023. And we begin with an article from the Financial Times that former Barclays boss Jess Staley has been banned from the financial services industries in the United Kingdom for his conduct involving Jeffrey Epstein. Interestingly, this conduct occurred while he was uh, in the United States, employed in the United States, rather, and the FCA said that Staley recklessly approved letters that were sent to regulators containing misleading statements about the nature of his relationship with convicted sex offender Epstein. Staley had stepped down with Bar- as Barclays chief executive in late 2021 after an FCA investigation into his description of his dealings with Epstein, but is appealing the decision of the FCA's upper tribunal. Next up from Reuters, uh, the albatross of 1MDB continues to haunt Goldman Sachs as now it is in a dispute with Malaysian authorities over a payment of as low as $250 million and as high as $500 million. Under an agreement with uh, the government of Malaysia, Goldman Sachs agreed to pay $250 million if um, Malaysia had not received at least $500 million in assets and proceeds by August 2022. The two sides are now disputing whether Malaysia recovered that and whether any interim payment was due. Goldman wants this dis- dispute discover, uh, settled by arbitration, and Malaysia does it. Uh, next up, in a series of articles in just about every newspaper, but I've selected the Washington Post, we have the story of Carolyn Ellison, the former paramour of Sam Bankman-Fried, who testified at his fraud trial. And if you've ever wondered what happens when your ex testifies in a fraud trial, well, it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be good. The testimony has been devastating to SBF's defense. Uh, She basically detailed that he made all of the calls for not only FTX, but also Alameda, uh, discussed the backdoor channels uh, that, they used to purloin customer funds and the series of public statements he made claiming that all was well with FTX when he knew very well that things were not well with FTX. So very death, death, ah, 
devastating testimony by Carolyn Ellison. Next up from the BBC, California has uh, enacted a requirement for companies to report carbon emissions. Governor Newsom signed the bill, which will require companies with more than $1 billion in revenue to report greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, Obviously, this is the state of California and not the U.S. federal government, but many of the largest tech companies are headquartered in California, and uh, this is really going to start a discussion across the United States. What happens if you are doing business in California and you're over $1 billion? Well, that may be an open question, but uh, you're going to err on the side of caution probably so that you'll report that information in California. But for states like the great state of Texas, good luck. Next up, the second of three stories from the Wall Street Journal. This one comes to us um, from Lawrence Norman and Chesley Delaney. They report that Belgium plans to unfree some $1.8 billion in funds um, taken from Russian assets and repatriate that money to Ukraine. This was money seized from Russian central banks, and it's the first step in helping Ukraine by making use of roughly some of the $280 billion in Russian assets that were frozen under Western sanctions in the first days of the war. Most Russian central bank assets are held in the European Union, and so this could be a devastating uh, impact on uh, Russian bank finances going forward. Uh, Next up, our second article from the Financial Times. Uh, Two executives at a London mining uh, company and a consultant have entered not guilty pleas relating to the collapsed miners' business in Sierra Leone. Uh, It involves uh, charges brought by the Serious Fraud Office, which charged uh, two individuals with conspiring to give money payments to public officials or other agents of uh, Sierra Leone as inducements for showing favor. That's called a bribe, even in the United Kingdom. So the SFO is bringing new charges. We can only hope that they have better luck with these charges than they did with uh, some of their other charges. Uh, Next up, uh, our last article from the Wall Street Journal, this time the Risk and Compliance Journal, Mingi Sun reporting that uh, crypto companies in the cryptocurrency industry are having difficulty getting CCO types uh, to take jobs there. Given the reputational damage and financial hints to the industry, attracting legal and compliance workers for crypto firms is very challenging. Um, Compliance officers obviously bring expertise, but if your entire uh, business model is uh, based on fraud, it's going to be difficult for a compliance officer to uh, successfully navigate that. Additionally, I think many uh, CCO types are frankly concerned about their personal personal risk and personal reputation. Even if you think a crypto company is on the up and up, uh, given what's happened over the past 12 months with the crypto winter, winter and now the trial of Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX, you can certainly see the reluctance of many compliance officers to move into such an industry. And even 
general counsels uh, are showing that same reluctance. Next up, uh, Elon Musk's legal woes continue uh, from the Securities Exchange Commission. Now he's being sued by the SEC to compel his testimony as a part of the probe into his takeover of Twitter. The investigation escalates a long-running feud between the SEC and Musk and concerns whether he broke federal securities laws when he bought stock in Twitter and did not make the appropriate uh, filings. Indeed, he was uh, late when he made uh, filings, uh, official filings required under the securities and exchange laws. And after agreeing to uh, sit for a deposition, he didn't show up. And now the SEC is forcing him, or at least filing a subpoena, to make him testify. So Elon Musk's woes continue. And our final story today comes to us from the Associated Press, which reports to us that uh, Roger Ng, former MDB managing director, has returned to Malaysia to help the Malaysian government uncover the loot uh, or the money that was looted from one MDB. It's not clear what uh, information he can provide beyond what he has, but he's not in jail yet. Much for listening to this episode of 10 for 10. As I mentioned in prior episode, this is the one request I've received most often from podcast listeners of the Daily Compliance News to put together a summary at week's end so that every compliance professional can catch up on the news quite quickly. So I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review to this new podcast edition to the Compliance Podcast Network family, 10 for 10. If you've got an idea for a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I start many shows based upon ideas from listeners. So give me a shout. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 10 for 10 is a proud member of the Compliance Podcast Network.